chapter 10, Keeping Balance in Prayer. Keeping balance in prayer is staying sound in prayer. It is really like many have said, staying on the road and not in the ditch. Keeping balance in prayer is also being balanced in Scripture. And as far as that goes, balanced in action also, based upon the Scriptures, that is. These four verses in Timothy and Titus all speak about being balanced or sound. 2 Timothy 4.3 For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own loss they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. 2 Timothy 1.13 Hold fast the sound words which you have heard from me in faith and in love, which is in Christ Jesus. Titus 2.2 that the aged men be sober-minded, grave, temperate, sound in faith, sound in charity, sound in peace. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show yourself approved to God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God's word speaks of staying in balance or to have sound beliefs or scriptural beliefs. God tells us that days will come when people will not want to be Bible-based and balanced. Sound beliefs will produce sound actions. Sound beliefs are teachings which can be easily and accurately proven by God's written word. When looking for doctrines in the scriptures, sound teachings are seen consistently in his written word, like it is stated in the mouth of two or three witnesses in 2 Corinthians 13.1. 2 Corinthians 13.1 This is the third time I'm coming to you by the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. These two words that are being translated in our English translation come from two Greek words, eugies, the noun, and eugiaino, the verb, soundness. The Greek noun and verb here both mean to be healthy or, in a sense, sound. The figurative meaning correct, accurate, or balanced. Throughout the pastoral epistles of Timothy and Titus, we see Paul speaking to his leaders, or ministers under him, to be this way, to be sound or balanced, so that they could be examples to their flocks or to the body of Christ, and that being in spirit and in truth, mainly in truth, though, by God's word. For also in spirit, being spiritual enough to work together with the Holy Spirit takes truth, or God's word in us. You could say a person of truth, or a living example of God's truth to be seen. Thus, a word example person, which is really a lifestyle of truth being seen. We see here in these four scriptures a cross-sectional view between keeping and holding what was taught by the word of God, as 2 Timothy 1.13 tells us, and those who would not hold to the word of God as looking for someone to teach them something which would not really be sound or balanced, as 2 Timothy 4, 3 tells us, but just to be tickled or to excite a person's ears. Now, I believe that every believer should be excited about God in their walk with God, but Christianity is not just about excitement or just having feelings of excitement. A mature or established Christian is not just excited about God, nor just wanting this sensation of excitement this way. Their excitement is over and out of the content of God's word or truth, which affects the stability of their lifestyle. A mature Christian is spiritually or scripturally stable. They are spiritually conscious of God and his word inwardly. 
You could say that sound teachings will produce sound actions, or these teachings of sound content affect sound beliefs within their very spiritual core and would stabilize a person who embraces them. To keep a baby Christian as a baby would be a wrong idea. Yes, there always will be baby Christians if we're doing our gospel job of sharing good news to the lost. But growth is not just a more people among us, but more Christians and them growing up in Christ being stable. Notice 1 Peter 2, 1 and 2 and Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. 1 Peter 2, 1. Therefore laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies and envyings and every evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow by it. Ephesians 2, 19 and 22. Now therefore you are no more strangers or aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building fitly framed together grows to a holy temple in the Lord, in whom also you are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. If we really take a look at these verses, you will see there is a putting away of wrong worldly things and a growth which affects our lives, which means wrong or worldly actions are being altered or changed by the truth, by the way it is the devil's kingdom or worldly things which makes anyone more and more unstable. But where God becomes our inhabitor and that by growth, God wants to be the enthroned one inside of our hearts, and that being through the Holy Spirit. In a sense, from these verses here in 1 Peter and Ephesians, the more new believers which come among us in our local churches, that would mean more work and more need for workers for more teachings and establishing of them, and surely more in-depth or intense teachings for at least some Christians and their growth, which, of course, the more we become in numbers together, the more mature Christians have to become to maintain the process of new coming believers and their growth which is needed. Soundness in a Christian is an inside firmness or an established heart, as Hebrews 13.9 tells us, which from this firmness or established heartedness, there would be a functioning of their soundness of heart in their actions. Unsound teachings, or what I would call sometimes incomplete teachings, will create these sound actions. First, no one should be teaching worldly concepts to try and produce spiritual growth. Many times, unsound teachings would result in no real-life change. That would be an inward or an outward change. You could say it in this way. There would be no real fruitfulness, nor growth. Really, what is an incomplete teaching? It would be like skimming off God's written word or subject matters and only finding an idea or a subject that compels desire or excitement off of it without the complete depth of content or the full complete message being really presented or explained. Surely we can concisely share truth or limit what we share or what we need to share with our local churches. But balanced teachings many times can be very simple, but also hard teachings too, because these teachings are compelling believers to engage in some kind of change. There is a powerful truth or a functionality of truth which will stabilize lives. And again, the world is what makes anyone unstable. Remember, it is the unstable, sinful world that is producing instability in people's lives. If we want more people among us without true spiritual growth, 
This is a wrong spiritual concept. In reality, we are talking about spiritual growth or teachings which cause a Christian to grow, or teachings which need to be placed in our lives to be practiced, which could be with or without excitement, or teachings about controlling your very lives without some kind of feeling. Feelings or excitement are great, but without becoming a solid Christian, it would not be realistic. A true mature Christian having divine excitement is like sitting in a large oak tree when there is a strong wind blowing. You are enjoying the wind without being tossed. There is no reason a Christian should be not excited about God or to be able to maintain their excitement because of God. But excitement without spiritual growth is not proper nor truly a quality of soundness in God because this concept would be focused only on the feelings or pizzazz. In my day, we called it hype. Soundness does not need hype. We do not need a spiritual frenzy to be sound. But to be sound, we need to be sound in areas of faith, sound in areas of love, sound in patience, or sound in temperance, like Titus 2.2 tells us. God tells the Christian that he needs us to be sound in these areas. If from God's written word or from the word of life, we could see what these sound word ideas are and what they would mean, and we would be established in and start to express them in our everyday lifestyles, or put them into action, you might say, that is, actions of our lives, we would then become sound. The placing of sound scriptural truth would be a sound thing. Then soundness truly can be understood and it can be seen by these actions and, of course, be inspired from the teachings and compared to soundness of the truth. If your actions are sound, then you can show what soundness looks like. If we act out or, or practice sound teachings, which, of course, would be in faith, love, and patience and temperance, right out of what God's Word says, these actions will show soundness or balance also. Then any scriptural subject would also reveal soundness too. You could then make a list, if you would, and would be able to cover subject matters like the fruit of the Spirit or righteousness, and out of this subject matter prove what is and what would be sound or balanced by God's Word. For example, you could say, being sound is being fruit-bearing. And by what we have already said, fruit starts by establishing our heart or our spirit inside of us. The subject of love is one of these sound areas. Faith is another one. To make my point about soundness or balance in prayer, though, notice in these verses most of these qualities which 2 Timothy 1 and Titus 2 speak about are mainly listed in Galatians 5.22, and of course other places. Faith, love, patience, and temperance are listed in Galatians 5.22. In the New Testament, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and other qualities as these that are listed here and anywhere in the New Testament would be considered sound areas of New Testament teachings. Because there is a dual working of the Holy Spirit in a Christian's life, you could say, when the spectacular things of God's kingdom are not in function, it is the very everyday supernatural fruit of the Spirit, and that being produced by the Holy Spirit through our human spirits, would become the spiritual norm. And in case of soundness, these fruit would prove and exhibit soundness and balance by practicing them. The sound or healthy areas in these epistles are fruit which are listed, being sound in these fruit of the Spirit, 
would be one way you could reveal that you are a balanced believer. It would be these everyday balanced fruit-producing qualities which will keep us sound, and in the middle of the road, you might say. Of course, the fuller or more complete we see any teaching would also have a more balancing effect in our spiritual lives. Teachings in faith and love and hope are three biggies, which we need to have in our lives, which also will balance what we practice.